This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey everybody, Raylan Casper-White here with another festive episode of X-Ray. Fun... My guest is picking up his fucking phone. I've got to, just, I've got okay. to turn it off. But turn it off. Turn I'm it a off. Very busy. Man. Off the grid here. I'm very. This is what happens when you, you start understand. getting higher caliber celebrities. So many. I was so calls. excited to um, bring a fellow Southerner onto the show. You are from North Carolina. <laughs> I am. Correct. Where? What part? I was born in the mountains of North Carolina. Of course, near Asheville. I, I love I, Asheville so much. I lived all over the state. I went to. Went to the University of North Carolina, so I'm a Tar Heel. I lived okay. on the beach for a while in Wilmington, so I'm... Okay. And you are an actor. I met Nick... Uh, I don't remember how the fuck I met you, but I have been a fan of yours for quite some time. Usually when I saw you were playing either like a white supremacist or a scary-ass dude, right? Is that is that kind of like... I saw you on Key and Peele. You were playing... What did well, you do that's on how Hollywood Pe- likes to cast people from the South, so... Exactly. Know. Well, look, I mean... <laughs> so you played that, but you were on Justified... Mm-hmm. Which I I loved because Timothy Oliphant I would fuck that guy seven ways till Sunday Jesus Christ yeah. he is sick Well he's not a very good kisser I'll just let you know on How do you know that, that? Well I don't want to go into that but that's well, you just, got, you have just some information for you that you you might want to file away <laughs> Oh I will file I will teach him yeah. I will coach him yeah. tongue by tooth Well he's he's also not very coachable but you know I, I did my best <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. How long was that show running for Six years we Six did. years But six. you got along or did you have like actory spats Oh we we had a great time. Okay. I mean, most the only person I really saw in that show was was Oliphant. him. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, and he he's one of those guys. He's like the fine wine. He just keeps getting sexier and sexier. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. It's to each his own. He doesn't really do it for me. Okay, but, whatever. Yeah. Are you one of those guys that can't comment if another man is attractive? Sir, man, like I don't. How would I know if he's attractive? I'm a dude. I'm straight. Like those no, guys freak out. I'm not like that at all. He's he's just not my. He's not type. your type. He's too skinny for me. He looks You're like, like a beefier man. Yeah, yeah. He's like a. He looks like. One of the Rolling Stones or something. Yeah, like that heroin chic. It's like when he and Walton Goggins got in a fist fight on right. the show. It was yeah. like Keith Richards like fighting Ron Woods. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. Who's your type? What, in men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you want him beefy like a John, like a doughy John C. Riley, or what are we talking about well, here? Or The Rock? Probably more, not, not necessarily The Rock. Um... Kevin Owens, the wrestler Kevin Owens. I have no idea. You have no idea that who is. that is. Yeah, but it's sort of, I guess it would be called a bear. A bear, a right. A bear type. Okay, a yeah. bear. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're but a bear guy. Not that I'm into that, but if I was. If you <laughs> He never experimented <laughs> in college. Little North Carolina So action. don't any of you bears get excited and start you're calling You're going to get a lot me. of bear mail, oh, bear no. fan mail. What was your first acting? Like, when did you hit big? Not that you've hit big, but you know what I mean, hit working. <laughs> when did you start hit working? I never hit big. I hit, you hit working. hit medium. You hit working. It's from, from the honey wagon to the double banger. That's exactly. my that's my career. <laughs> For those people not in the industry, because L.A. is not the entire universe, even though most people here think it is, yeah. the honey wagon is a bunch of people in one trailer with yeah. little doors, like little narrow where, doors. That's where they put the day players. The, the, the people the are just coming in for like a line. line. Yeah, right, line. okay. Honey wagon, that's where you kind of, if she's hot, you're going to fuck her in the honey wagon. Well, if yes, okay, uh, or the bear, or whatever, or you the want. bear, yeah. right? But the double bangers, like the the, that's the double wide. The, that's where the character actors go. Okay. That's where the guys that are like not the not the stars, not the stars. The stars Number get their own trailer. Number four on the call sheet. Stars get their own trailer. Okay, right? it's oh, a single. It's a single trailer. But when you're a character actor like me, you you get a triple 
or a double. Okay. So there's three in one trailer oh, or wow. two in one trailer. I would never do a triple. Double, I, I would do. I, uh, well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm in a double banger now, baby. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not going back to the Who do you double bang with? Uh, well, Is it Goggins? Was it with Walter Goggins? Door. Okay. Who was it? Oh, they alternate. Yeah, I think I was usually in the trailer with Jacob Pitts. And again, I have no idea who that is. No, he was, was he was the he was Tim on Justified. Okay. He was the other other marshal. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Another character actor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember there was an actor for a while that bore a striking resemblance to Leonardo DiCaprio. Was it Michael Pitt? Remember him? There was a kid that was like blowing up for a while and then he dissolved into oblivion. Michael Pitt? Wasn't it Michael Pitt with two T's? I don't remember. Him. Okay. Oh, it doesn't matter. I just thought no, of no, him for a minute. No. So, he, what was your hit working actor gig? Well, I moved. I was in New York for a long time and did theater for like seven years and never like could an get actor a, should. Like a, I never had a film audition. I think I had one film audition. Okay. when I was in in New York, but okay. then in '89, when Leslie and I got your pregnant, wife, his wife, it, not, wife. Not everybody knows you, dude. Of course they do. Okay. They know who I am. They, they know, know Nick Cersey's yeah. wife's name is Leslie. It's you. They don't know. We're okay. trying to get to know you. <laughs> That's true. I'm happy to provide any information. Just got my period yesterday. I don't know if you wanted to know that. No, that's that's It's that fine. heavy flow day where they come out really saturated. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I sort of suspected that Did when I, I saw to, you today. Am I emanating a, a period odor? <laughs> it's not It's not an odor. It's just more of an aura. An aura? Yeah. Like the pregnancy aura, but the I could be, you yeah. know, I'm just, just happy I'm still of, menstruating. Just sort of annoyed. You just seem annoyed. I am a little annoyed. I'm a little on edge. I'm a little glassy, a little salty today. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, I bought, I hate to segue because you cannot relate to this in any way, shape, or form. But I've been using Playtex forever, the Playtex tampons, because mm-hmm. I don't like the O. They have OB without an applicator, which is an abomination. You pretty much stick your fingers into your bloody hoo-ha without an applicator. Yeah. I'm like, fuck the, I don't mind filling up landfills <clears throat> with applicators, because that's that's the one thing I, I'm all for doing. You know, yeah. if I have to destroy the planet, it's going to be through a good quality tampon. <laughs> so it had a plastic applicator. So then I went, I saw this like little YouTube ad. They have all these annoying ads before you watch anything. And it was like, do you know what kind of cotton you're putting up your... You know, your vajayjay, because it's like, I don't know where, where this cotton is coming from. It could be like polyester blend. Yeah. So now I went and I bought super organic, cottony tampons that are like yeah. 17 times Egyptian the price. cotton? Or yeah, is Turkish it like, cotton. Is it like 100 count Exactly. It's yeah. a high thread count yeah. cotton. You could double it as a, as a sweater, as a pullover. <laughs> right. But the applicator is shaped like a freaking... You know, zucchini. Yeah, oh, I don't know. God. And I pushed it in, and now the whole point, my point is, and there is a point yes, here to I'm, this diatribe. I'm, I'm dying to get to that. The point is, it's sitting inside me crooked. You know what I mean? It's like wow. at an angle. The cotton is, is, I'm sure it's doing a nice job absorbing. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I'm feeling the leakage. I'm feeling fine. But I feel awkward. So that's why I'm annoyed. No There's something inside me. No wonder you're so damned annoyed. Yeah. If I had something sideways up my, right, exactly. You know, Your rectum, it, nothing's no, fun. No. It's like taking a finger and then just keeping it in there. Yeah. No one wants, well, maybe some people want that, I've but not me. I've done that, but it, it's not that much fun. Really? I, I do like a finger up the butt, though. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know we're talking professional stuff here. So, <laughs> and we're going to segue into this whole gospel segment of the uh, of the episode yeah, that's here. That, yeah, that'll be um, good after this. Okay, so your first, you had theater, you were doing theater. And then we moved back down to North Carolina because we got pregnant. We were in a four-story You didn't walk. say we got pregnant. You were not that generation that said we got pregnant, right? Well, no, she I'm, got pregnant. I've been taught to say that. Oh, it's annoying. I don't like it. Well, I t- it's some some battles you just have to give okay, up. That's how you stay married for 35 amazing, years. Amazing, you know? amazing. When we moved back down to North Carolina, I got a little agent there, and that's when I started getting little 
roles. In okay, film a little agent, through. like literally little, diminutive, like, a, like yeah. a little mini me. <laughs> she was about four foot six, <laughs> but she no was offense, very that was pretty, not a slur against. Pretty. Yeah, okay. I just I'm five four, so I can't. Right. I just call myself. A, yeah, yeah, it's only ten inches. Okay. But I started going out for smaller roles, okay. and I got a little role in Prince of Tides and a little role in Days of Thunder. And oh those wow, okay. Was Days and, of Thunder Tom Cruise? Yeah. Okay. I did okay. a scene with Tom. Okay. And Robert Duvall was in that scene, which was great. Nice. But anyway, after that, uh, I'd been there for about two years. Okay. And, and Fried Green Tomatoes came through town, which was the movie that I got a good part oh, in. Oh, nice. When they ha- hired the locals. That was your breakthrough yeah, role. Yeah. Amazing. Because I went in to read for a really small part like I usually did. Right. And the, the director, John Avnet, said that I he wanted me to read for Frank. And they hand me this big Oh, amazing. Of, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a real part. You know? That's amazing. Yeah, so, uh, and then you left your little agent and you go, fuck you, fucker. <laughs> well, I'm going big. Well, what happened was that he, I didn't get it right away. He kept oh. calling me back down there. I, I had to go back down there about six times. That's was, annoying. I was driving to Atlanta about two oh. hours from where I live. Wow. I'd go back down, audition again. About the fourth time, I said, Dude. why do you keep calling me back? Yeah. Is there Give me the part. Is there something you... I'm not doing. He right, said, no, right. I said, I'm just waiting for you to screw up. <laughs> and so then what happened was they didn't give me the part. Uh, they what? called me and they said, John Avnet said you did a, a really good job, but he's going to go with somebody else. And he wanted to offer you this one line. And you're like, fuck you hard with a stick. That's exactly what I said. Yes. I said, tell him to stick. And it was like a guy, it was a Klansman with a hood of on. Of course it was. <laughs> that, there began there began your career yeah. as the white supremacist. And I said, no, no, I'm not doing that. Tell him to stick right. that up his ass. And then like the weekend, bef- the Friday before they started shooting on Monday, he called me back down there oh. one more time. And, and you gave, went back. You and went I back. went back and he gave me the part. Oh, that's annoying. These days you guess would say, just send a video, right? Yeah. But yeah. then he had to slip to Atlanta. Well, I think back then what was going on is that he had somebody that he was trying to get to do it. And, and they weren't going to do it. Money. I wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah. Who's your like, oh, they got it this time? Yeah. Do you have an actor that gets those, you always see when you go out for parts and they get them a lot of the time or half the time? Well, not so much anymore. It used to be. Who, I mean, anybody we would know? I don't. I don't audition much anymore because okay, I don't offers. see anybody. Yeah, you know? that's pretty nice. But uh, I used to see John Carroll Lynch and, and Stephen Root. Okay. And Tobolowski and Jim Beaver. And okay, all right. I don't know Jim Beaver. I know Tobolowski. Yeah. And I know the Root guy. He's in that uh, that uh, man in the high castle. Yes. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. How many uh, supremacists have you played? <laughs> well, I've played quite a few. I've played, I've played serial killers and... and what do you think that is? I played all kinds of Democrats. Oh, here we go. Now segue into Nick's political opinions. One thing I remember when I first met you, you charmed the fuck out of me. You told me a hilarious story about you and Sean Penn. Oh. Can you tell me that? Can we talk uh, Can we talk about that story? Is that okay? Well, is this the one where... Uh, is this with he, the Oscar and the phone call? So oh, let me gi- yeah, well. So let me give my, my, my viewers and my listeners a little bit of background. <laughs> um, Nick is a Republican. And we don't have to go into Trump. No, well, I'm I'm a I'm a conservative. A conservative, I'm not necessarily a Republican. You're not a, a. Are you pro-Trump? I am. Okay, yes. okay. Don't tune out. Just hear the <laughs> stay. Stay with me, folks. Stay with me. But you have been a uh, a proud conservative in Hollywood for quite some time, which is a rarity. Yeah. And it's amazing that you're still on your two feet. Um, <laughs> true. I, I almost didn't. If get Democrats into the aren't as as politically correct and as you know and and <laughs> lounging on their chaise longs, then maybe you wouldn't be here. But. Right. There was you. Um, you had an altercation with Sean, which you told me, which I I found entertaining. Um, well, it, it's a, to 
it's a fairly long story, but I'll try to make it okay. concise. Okay. An old friend of mine that I'd worked with before was working for the Republican Party up in Northern California somewhere. Okay. And she wrote me and she said, you know, I'm preparing a speech and I wanted to know what your experience was working with Sean Penn. And this was back when Bush was president and Sean okay. Penn had come out with that full page ad in the paper, New York Remind Times. me, sorry. I... Well, it was basically an anti-Iraq war okay. position and Sean Penn took out a full page ad. And in the Times? Filled it in the okay. Times. Okay, okay. Um, and basically she said, you know, I wanted to know what it was like since you guys have such different political views. And I said, well, you know, I had a great time with Sean. I don't, what did you guys work on again? The assassination of Richard Nixon. Okay. Okay. Directed by my friend, Niels Miller. Nice. um, But so we, you know, we worked together and I said, you know, basically we don't, we don't, I don't talk politics at work anyway. And I respect him as an actor and we had a great time together. I think it's a good idea in general. Why would you want to get all feisty when people just, you know what I mean? Well, it's to me, it's like, it's, it's like the same rule as like at a dinner party. You don't talk politics or religion, you know. I always bring up, I'm a pantheist, so I can blend in any conversation. I'm like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And then you got Ganesh. I mean, I I mix them all up. Well, that's what, you know, when people want to talk to me about politics, I'll go, okay, we'll talk politics if I can talk to you about Jesus afterwards. There we go. And then they shut up and they run and get a ladle for their soup. That's right. Um, Okay, so. So I wrote her back and said it was no problem. I had a great time with Sean. I respect him as an actor. We had a a good time. And you did? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. Well, out of the blue, I get this email from Sean. What? Were you guys like buddies before? No, no. I didn't even know how he got my email. Okay. And he's, is it Nick Cersei at gmail.com? It's no, it's okay. Nick Cersei. It's Nick at Nick Cersei.com. Oh, see, so Anybody, it's not a rocket scientist, especially but no, a website. No, it wasn't then. Okay. It wasn't oh, okay. Then. It was okay. much okay. more private back then. It, this is like 2004. Okay. Two. I didn't even have an email account back then. <laughs> Go ahead. And so he, he writes me this rather nasty email, you know, like, why did you take the job if you knew it was going to be with me? You well, think I give a damn about your so-called respect and all this stuff? You know, it was Did very, he know you were a Republican at the time? I don't think he did. I mean, I don't, so where was this coming from? Well, I guess he found out, and, oh. and she this this person that I had written back right, to right. obviously showed what I had written to her, okay, to Sean, okay. So okay. he was reading what I'd written back, okay. which is basically which is slimy all it on was, her was too. yeah, I like know. you, I respect you, I don't want to talk politics. Yeah, okay. so he writes me this nasty email, and I write him one back, and you know, what'd you write in yours? Well, I first one I wrote was sort of conciliatory. Okay, you know, sort of like, look, I, you know, I meant what I said. I just I had a good time with you. Yeah. He, he wrote me back something even nastier. Holy fuck! Because he was. Do like, you have those emails still? No. Oh, I, I would have kept I and know. framed them. I, I got. I, I would die I to get a nasty I email I from Sean Penn. Them. I should have. Okay, saved so he wrote something even nastier. Do you think he was just like intoxicated or something? Well, I don't. He could be. I'm, I'm just saying, like a rant. That I probably bad. was too. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I just want us to be friends. But uh, you know, I, basically, when he wrote me back, I just basically said, you know, by the way, some of us don't make five million dollars every time we grow a mustache or you know get a different hairdo. <laughs> you know, we have to take the jobs that we can get, and working with you was a big thing to my career. Right. And, you know, I didn't care about your politics. If I only worked with people who agreed with me, I'd never work in the, at all in yeah, this town. Yeah, definitely not. Right, right. And uh, this was like right after he'd won the, the Oscar, Oscar okay. for Mystic River. And I said, you know, and in closing, oh, <laughs> congratulations no. on your Oscar. Now, take it back behind your back and stick it up your ass You wrote for me. that. Yeah, so that... <laughs> 
So that way you'll be able to see it every morning when you wake up because that's where your head is. Oh, you know? man. I mean, I, that's I, very poetic, though. Yeah. I like that imagery. It was. A, I did, worked on it. Did a he long retort? Time. Did he retort? <laughs> no, he that was it. That put he the kibosh on the conversation. He didn't. And I, I've only heard from him once since then. Was it a, a it friendly one? It wasn't bad. What was it? He told somebody to tell me that he saw me in something and that I did a good job. Okay, so maybe he came out and he's like, okay, I think I overreacted. It was a very emotional time. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. these days I think, you know, the the, the love and hate for, for, I don't know anybody who doesn't either love Trump or hate Trump. I don't know anybody that's like, he's all right. Like, no one, anybody you talk to, and I got to be honest with you, I voted for him, and I've come the other way, Nick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know what I mean? I came in, and I've I, done the opposite. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I voted for him very reluctantly, but now that I see well, what he's I didn't doing. Well, I, I, I didn't think he was going to be as, as, as bad as I find him being. What, what are you, uh, I mean, we don't have to dive into it too much, because I don't want to alienate all my listeners. <laughs> right. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't think the hatred of Trump is any different than the hatred of Bush that was there when I when I'm talking. I mean, back in 2004, 2005, I heard people at at like read throughs, table reads, okay. talk about how they wish somebody would assassinate him. Okay, you know? right. I mean, he was hated. Reagan was hated. You have to remember. I I I don't Bush. You know, I have a bad bad. I can't remember people I slept with, so I don't remember. What Bush was like, I remember that nobody thought he was too bright. He had kind of like a vacant look in his eye. And I think that obviously September 11th and the whole Iraq thing and all that stuff. And so, but I think with Trump, it, it becomes a lot, it, it's become a lot more sinister. And I don't think that Bush was as, um, as, as divisive as he was. And he definitely wasn't as provoking divisiveness in the same way. And, but again, the I The only reason he's seen as divisive is because he fights back. You really think that's the only reason? That is the only reason. Because they sat there and they they've been calling people like me racist and horrible and and well you stupid. play a good racist on TV so I'm just saying <laughs> I, is that coming from some just kidding but they've been calling this the, they've been calling us the same thing for thirty years ever since Reagan you know it, it, every, Reagan was good you may not have been aware but at the time when I lived through it. He was hated. Was he? Oh See, I don't God. know. They I was said just he was a senile. They said he had Alzheimer's. Well, he did. Said, he did. But well, he was but still they, great they with the hated economy, his guts. wasn't he? They said he? he was going to blow up the world. He's going to start oh. a war with the Soviet Union. He okay. gave everybody AIDS. Oh, you know, that I, mean, I didn't get that memo. You know, it's like okay. it, it was it was bad. I don't know. I find it tragic, um, and I might have to cut all this shit out. We'll see how I feel <laughs> later. But I I feel like the planets and the shit. It's just all depressing right now. It's just fucking depressing. And I think that uh, I'm just happy I I can come here and do my little podcast. Yeah. And I I find that people um, I'm all about love not hate. And I find this partisan politics is just a stupid fucking system. I wish we had a parliamentary system here. Not that it's not a mess in other countries that have a parliament system, but at least it's not like sometimes I feel like people are saying shit about the other side just because it's the other side. And and it's never about ideas anymore. And I feel like what if we band together? There's got to be some ideas that can bring us together. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. We want good health care. I'm tired of, you know, giving myself STD medication. (laughs) Okay, I want to go in and be able to afford a, you know, a doctor visit and a prescription so it stops burning. I'm kidding. I'm completely well, clean and sanitized. Well, the problem is we don't all want the same things. Yeah, well. Some of us want liberty and some of us want tyranny. And that's where that's where we are. Okay. Well, fair yeah. enough, but again, you can it's people are going to debate who wants what. Yeah. You know, because right. people are also bad, but I do find and this partisan. And if they want to know, just have them call me and I'll explain it to yeah, you. Yeah, but you might threaten them with an Oscar up their rictum. So I don't know how that conversation's <laughs> well, going to go. Well, sometimes you have to get a little tough. I should have brought Sean in, Shawnee in here. We could have yeah. had a nice talk and hug it out. Yeah. 
Talk may, about things in common? Probably may, nothing. Maybe he could punch me, and then I could make some money. There you yeah. go. All right, did he punch a paparazzo? Was that Alec Baldwin? Or the two of them? That was a long time ago. He I think was, he did, and Alec he, Baldwin did, didn't he? He was Yeah, but he, Sean was young when he did it. Yeah, what Alec happened? Baldwin did it last like, week. Like, yeah, he was like 67 <laughs> when he did it. Feisty. It's amazing what right. celebrities get away with. It really is. So, are you? do you consider yourself a religious person? Yeah, yeah. Believer in Jesus Christ, our Lord and yeah, Savior? Yeah, What branch of the faith are you? Uh, you know, I, I, I come from a long line of Baptists. A lot of my uh, okay. my uncles, three, three of my uncles were Baptist preachers, and I think two of my first cousins. And, oh, wow. And one was a, uh, a lead singer in a gospel quartet, so... Oh, that's I come nice. from the Baptist tradition, so I'm, but I've gone to a lot of different iterations. Churches. Okay, when you moved to LA, did you find your faith stronger, or do you say this is a godless place? <laughs> the fact this place exists proves there is no Lord. Well, I will say it's hard to find a church here. I mean, I have well, some of the real, churches are like sexy and hip, right? Yeah, and it's a little bit. They're doing hip hop dances yeah. and singing. Yeah. And since I'm 60, you know, it's like I go to those churches where they, they have 30 minutes of rock and roll right. before the sermon starts. But, yeah, and, I'm and you're just like, sort of like, okay. This, I, I try to just go late and just go miss late. all the music. Once Justin Bieber walks out. <laughs> right. Yeah, they have the whole wraparound microphone. Yeah, and they're doing it. It's like a bad, yeah, it's like just, They're strumming up with the guitar people. and people are waving their <laughs> arms and it's like, it's not, that's just not for me. I like I dark, like the, sinister. Yeah, I okay. like the churches where you go there and the choir's like kind of pitiful and sort of out of tune. Well, like and anorexic and pallid. You're just like, blessed be this <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff. And then the, the, the minister's older than me. I like Right, that. you want a minister to be older than you. Yeah, and too old to touch young boys. You know what I mean? You right. want them to kind of have bad vision so they can't even get to the to the genitals. <laughs> right. You want to and keep so many clean. of these churches now, it's like a kid in T-shirt and sandals is preaching. And right. And I just go, well, what? I have T-shirts that probably know more about this than he does. Yeah, and the so. Birkenstocks and yeah. The, yeah, and the patchouli. Who knows? Um, uh, so I'm looking for a church with an old man in it. We'll find you one. <laughs> we will find. Do the uh, the gospel? Because I don't know too much about gospel. I've always had. I've always found my faith within. Yeah. I've never belonged to a church just because I was always kind of an outcast. You know what I mean? I was too busy doing bad, stupid shit. So right. I felt guilty. I don't want to go into a building and feel guilty. Well, see, that's what Baptist religion's all about is guilt. See, I don't like that. My you mom was a it. piece of shit. My dad was not, you know, was not present. And I just did my thing, and it took me a long time to forgive myself. So I like to tap into religion for the good parts, which are not few and far between, but I like to take what I can from each religion, like helping others, you know what I mean, and being a good Samaritan and citizen, but not the burning in hell and all that. Like, if I have to be afraid of burning in hell to not do something, that, right. that's the wrong reason to not do something bad. I agree. I agree with that. And and I generally, I, I don't, I stay away from that kind of aspect of it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the, you know, judgment is God's. You know, it's not up to me to decide who's going to go to hell and which sin is worse than another sin. You right. Know? It's like that's, that's uh, to me, that's a loser's game. I don't know. I mean, religion's such a tricky thing. I believe that there's something bigger. I fluctuate. Sometimes I'm like, it is sure. just a crutch we're using to find meaning in life, and it's, we really are just here. And who's to say we're creating these myths and these stories to give ourselves meaning, and it's ridiculous. And other days I'm like, no, I believe it. Like, I really kind of, do you ever have those doubts? Like, I literally sure. feel like, am I an idiot for believing? Literally, stories and myths that you can find the same similar themes in Judaism or find them in paganism and find them in Hindu. You know, it's like all just stories. Yeah. Well, and no, everybody's faith, I think, you know, wanes and ebbs yeah. and flows. I mean, some days, absolutely. Some days, no matter how convicted you are uh, of the sub of the, the yeah. 
of Jesus, then there's some days that you feel less so, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always I always fun. feel like part of me deep, deep down, and don't hate me, Nick. I don't um, hate anyone. I know, yeah, but, but deep down I feel like if there was one God, then everybody would know. Do you know what I mean? It's like gravity. I Maybe. feel like if there was one God, then we'd all know, oh, it's this it's this guy or girl or right. it or it's lion. I don't know. But well, the fact that we have 96 million different manifestations depending on where you're born and if there was a missionary that showed up or didn't show up, you know what I mean? Well, but some people think the earth is flat. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to get everybody on board with anything. That's true. That's true, too. You know, I never thought of that. Yeah, but I guess it's like gravity's right in front of your face, but the earth, it's like, well, I met a guy I date a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. and I until I had Any my bears. Yeah, no, no, no I bear. like the skinnier anorexic heroin okay. types. That's right, you're the. Um, I like to be the buxom, curvaceous one, like Cardi B. Do you like to weigh more than them? I like to be way more. I don't like to be hairier. I don't like any dolphin bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like a guy who's, I don't want the hairy back, but I'll wax it if they want me to. Well, this is why we've been friends for so That's long. That's right. Do you have a hairy back? I never saw your bear back. <laughs> right. I never, never went there. To. They're yeah, boundaries. You never, you never but what asked was I talking about, about? Where the fuck was I talking about? Where was it? You got, I was on a very profound stream of thought. You were. And you then said we interjected. you dated a lot. I date a lot. Yeah, yeah. But how, how was this connect? Oh, geography. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I found, I've lived all over, and I'm a professional baby surrogate, so I make babies for people, and I've oh, traveled cool. all over the I have 34 kids. We can talk about this another time. But I've traveled all over the world to, to get clients, and just because I like to travel. And, and i got to tell you, our people, the Americans, we, we don't like to travel a lot. Yeah. We're very insulated, and I think that causes a lot of our problems why the rest of the world makes fun of us, because we're just like, so I met this guy. From fucking Manhattan Beach, right? Right, what, an hour from here? 40 mm-hmm. minutes? Yeah. Didn't know there was another Manhattan. Was oh, not yeah. aware. Yeah. He goes, is that more inland? I'm like, are you a fucking idiot, more inland? <coughs> and I'm like, he'd never left. He had only been out of the country. No, sorry, not out of the country. He had been out of the state once, 20 years ago, and went to Wisconsin, which is even more tragic than anything else. Right. <laughs> and I go, aren't you curious to travel the world? And he says, there's Google Earth. That was his answer. That's right. You can look at it. You don't I have mean, to do it, all that traveling. I'm sorry, but yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. My point. So I'm saying the earth, the flat earthers, get on a fucking plane. You know what I mean? I feel like they haven't left Reseda. Look, I live in Burbank, and I have friends there who went to high school there who've never been to Santa Monica. No. But yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, nah, I don't ever go over there. I kick them in the nuts. <laughs> it's that, you know, I find it's that lack of curiosity that I find disturbing. That yeah. I cause causes problems with interaction, with with bias, with hate, and I think it's so. That's why all these identity politics are such so prominent in this country because it's like there's no sense of community or shared experience or awareness of anyone else's experience. You have to kind of solidify your own. I don't know. It's it's all annoying. Yeah. Well, there's big money in in dividing us up. You're right. You You're know. right. Well, special interests, right? Yeah, yeah. I just have a special interest to get laid. Yeah. That's, that's my space. If I had to lobby, that would be my lobby. I I outgrew that. That might happen to you. Really? Yeah. What, you hit 60 and you have no more libido? I was hit like maybe like 42. I'm sure your wife isn't happy. As she gets older, no, she her hormones got, are she raging. Was, she was relieved. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's... Uh, it, it was, was exhausting to lie there and stare it, at the ceiling while you just went to town? Well, it was, you know, the, it's it's a size matter, you know. It's, okay. It's a thing. It's okay. Like, you know, it's like the hairy bag. I don't want to know. All in, uncomfortable for years. You <laughs> it's know, like tampon times 10,000. It's too big. You know, that kind of thing. Every man loves to just joke about his dick size, right? It's like if <laughs> well, I... I'm not joking. I know. No, I know. No, you're a big man. I believe it. I'm not shocked. <laughs> Tell me about this gospel movie you're working on. Well, a friend of mine and I, we did a play together 
Okay. As actors called Billy and Ray. All right. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? Billy Billy Wilder and Raymond Chandler. Oh, wow. Writing Double Indemnity together. Amazing. A friend of mine wrote a play about it that I'd wanted to do for years, and I got the chance to do it down at Laguna Playhouse. Okay. And the guy that got cast as Billy. Yes. You know, the play's about two people writing a screenplay together, but he and I got to be friends, and okay. we had a lot in common, and... Uh, and his father is a minister in Fresno, and I was talking about how, and we started talking about gospel quartet music because he'd grown up with that. His father was a singer and and, okay. and went into the gospel quartet world in the 60s. And like I said, my, a lot of my family, I'd been to a lot of those gospel sings in North Carolina. And so we just got to talking about his father's story, and I thought that would make a good movie. And so wow. we got together after the play was over we got together and started doing in real life what we were doing very meta very meta (laughs) i like it okay and so in about six months we had this script and we showed it to a number of people and they really liked it and gave us notes and so now we're we're kind of on the road to getting it done we've got it partially funded and wow where'd you get the money from private investors okay you know uh so far private investors there's a couple of companies i had a conversation with a company this morning that might come in for a substantial chunk okay and, and another meeting on monday and so we're you know is the cast to... mostly just a bunch of fucking white men <laughs> well it's about white gospel okay. i mean and at, at that time we and, need more of those white man movies well you know yeah you can't make a, a movie where a white yeah. man and a black man get along because that's a white savior movie i mean look at what they did to green book so I just said, well, we'll just make the movie. It, it is what it is. Because at that time, the two worlds were completely segregated. You know, you didn't have white people and black people going to church with each other in the right. 60s. It right. just didn't happen. Very rarely. And especially the music. They were singing the same songs, but they were singing them very different styles. See, that's fascinating to me, though. Yeah. Can you highlight that in the movie, well, too? Well, no, no, we talk about that. We okay. do have, there is a, you know, they go and hear, we, our lead character okay. goes and hears and, and steals from that, you know, a little I bit. I love that. You know, okay. And, so, and it's part, it becomes part of why he's successful. Well, not the stealing part. I don't mean I love that. Right. But yes, yes. But okay. it's part of why he's successful is that he plays a little bit, it's, it's a little too rock and roll for the 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 white secular right. gospel world right 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 but it's all it's also during that time when Elvis was st- was a big star but he was also still attracted to the gospel world because that's how he is that how he came I don't know a lot about Elvis I never call, liked his music but he was he he would call people up at three in the morning you know when he was Elvis wasted. did yeah and and in wasted he had this whole quartet on on speed dial they just go you know I, I feel like singing some songs now. And they would come over in the middle of the night and they'd sing gospel music until he could go to sleep. Really? Yeah, yeah. Or they did something else until he could go to sleep. Come yeah. on now. Well, J.D. Sumner and the Jordan Ayers and all those okay. guys, you know, okay. they, they were his friends. And like when he went to, when he became a Vegas act, right? he took the gospel quartet with him and they were his backup vocals. You wow. Know, so. so it's this is about their journey? I mean, is there like drama? Is there, uh, is yeah. there an affair? Yeah. Do they fight and they split up and get back together? Like, what happens have you here? Read, you must have I read guess it. It's got to be by the numbers. You know what I mean? Is there like a road trip well, involved? It's is about there... a young man who, who play, like I said, he plays the piano. He's a really talented okay. piano player. He loves gospel music, but he also loves Jerry Lee Lewis and, okay. and Little Richard. So his style is more like that. Snazzier. Yeah, and so, it, you know, he starts playing with this quartet that hires him. And, you know, the, at first they're 
they're concerned because, you know, that left hand, there's a little bit too much Satan in that left hand. Right, right. Never want Satan in the left hand. <laughs> that boogie-woogie. <laughs> but the audience loves it. Okay. And so they start getting more gigs right. and getting more money and getting more okay. famous. It's a feel-good movie, I can tell. And he has a girl back home, and he's on the road. And he's and, fucking on the road. They and, all fuck on the well, road. He's he's writing songs with the lead singer of the quartet that he joins. Okay. Who is married to the leader of the quartet. And the leader of the quartet is a bad guy. Oh, he's an asshole. Yeah, and he okay. doesn't want his wife to succeed, so he like quashes her songwriting what a ambitions. Dick. He's a total dick. And this is all fictional. Well, it's or based it's on truth. Okay, it's, it's inspired right. by inspired right? based on right. a lot of it's true. Okay, and so this kid starts helping her write her songs, and their her songs become really popular, mm-hmm. and then and they're the, fucking then. No. Oh, okay. You know, That's disappointing. He, he, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying I want a little action already. There, a lot of songwriting involved. In the movie. Okay, there you is gotta some. get some. There is some of that. But, okay. Um, so he at the end, basically at the end, he finds out how corrupt the lead guy is, and and he's he's tempted by the lead by the singer lady. That yes. He, and and so he has to make a choice. Am I going to be right? Am I going to pursue fame, or am I going to follow my heart and and, does and he my girl his and, heart, and, and go back home? Well, you'll have to see oh, the movie. If it's an American film, he's going to follow his heart. If he's French, he's just going to commit suicide. No, no. He just turns, sunset he, he at turns Mont- into Mont- David Bowie at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. He's this little Ziggy Stardust. It's and- the David Bowie story. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Is there a part in it for me? You bet. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. I want yeah. you have a cast already attached? We don't have a cast attached because you gotta get the money first. It's always that but chicken in the ideas. egg, right? Like we no actor a- wants to be attached before there's money, but you yeah. can't get money before you get the actor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but we're almost to that point. I mean okay. we have promises we have promises for almost a third of the budget now. That's a lot. So What's the budget? A couple budget million dollars? Seven, seven. seven million. Yeah. Wow, you have a third of that? Yeah, kick some over my way. Yeah, I like it. That's nice. <laughs> well, we have it promised. Okay. Yeah. Until so, it's in the bank, you're like, yeah. I don't. Anything can happen. Well, I don't want to take it until. Okay. Know, Fair you know, enough. Fair I enough. Until I got a distribution thing. Is and, there a humor? Is it because I just don't want to see another earnest movie? Oh, absolutely. I just saw The Irishman. I don't want to get slaughtered by Scorsese fans. Yeah. I faded out. Yeah. I faded out. I went to see it at this uh, theater called the Alamo Draft House. It's like mm-hmm. a chain. Yeah. They serve you food there. Yeah, yeah. And like, a, you know, reclining seats. So I ordered a burger because what else would I do? And I ate, inhaled the burger and the fries and had a chocolate malt and Reese's Pieces, <laughs> whatever. It, was, it wasn't a slim evening. <laughs> but it movie started, and I just felt like, I, I don't know. First of all, the digital retouching of De Niro was freaky deaky. Yeah. Pesci, they made him look younger. He still looked 60. Right. He looked 60 when he was 20. I feel like he's always looked 60. Yeah. But um, it was it was good, but it was creepy. But then I just felt like, why? Like, there was nothing magical about this film for me. And everyone's right. like, oh, it's, well, how do you say that word? Allegiac? I don't know how to pronounce it. You know what I'm saying? They, Allegiant? No, E-L-E-G-I-A-C. Allegi- I, don't, I can't it. I don't People know what from it the South can't pronounce that word. That's what I'm saying. Elegiac. Elegiac. Okay. Ele- ele- yeah, but I it's like know. some sort of swan song, you know, like like very kind of somber and epic. And I'm like, I don't know. And I, I'm like, if a younger director had made this, they would have been like, it's self-indulgent. And da, 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 da. it's like, I don't know. I mean, Hoffa, fine. I don't care no. where he went. Did Old man got to do something. Did you see yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But I love his other movies. I mean, my God, Mean yeah. Street's good, but good films. What the fuck? This was like, okay, fine. I mean, there, there's a, another conversation that's tense. It's always about the tense. The two mobsters, you know, the cockfight. Yeah, yeah. 
are you talking to me? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where were you? Where's Vinny? Where's Big Eyes? You know, and it's right. like, okay, we've seen it before. I don't know. I'm sorry. I went on a rant. I, I got I my period. I haven't run out to see that one. It's not one that... Like, don't. It's four. It's three and a half hours long. That's another reason. I mean, three and a half fucking hours yeah. long. Yeah. yeah. No. No, that that doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I would if I should have watched it on Netflix in like seventeen installments. You know, then I right. would have loved yeah, it. Yeah, you can get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah, and, you know, or just watch it in the bathroom. There's a lot of things you can do. Get up and style your mullet. And exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my mullet transcends styling. <laughs> I don't need to style my mullet. Yeah. Um, so you're raising. Okay, you got this. You're raising money. There's a part in it for me. You're going to examine all all angles. Are you going to shoot it like sepia toned? I always feel like the movies, the old movie, that always make everybody look a little yellow and like a little desaturated. No, you know, you were asking about the humor in it. And, and, and the thing about that music, I mean, if you're not familiar with the right. music, there's something inherently funny about it. And I don't mean to, to belittle it. I okay. just mean that the because the performance aspect of that music is so measured mm. because they have to be entertaining, but they can't be secular. Right. So Jesus always has to play in somehow. And, well, and also it was during the Elvis time, you know, the, when Elvis first started, it was all about, you know, they can't have him shaking his hips on right, I television. Yes, you have to yes. shoot him from the waist up and right. all that. So <laughs> that was the line they were trying to walk. We want to be as entertaining as Elvis. We want that... That sort of. We want to compete. We want to get people back to Jesus. But we can't do it and sacrifice and and appeal to sex like right, Elvis does. Right, so, right. So there's something very, very kind of stiff and and just comedic about the thing itself. Okay, okay. And at the same time, the music is beautiful. The music is great and and really. I'm going to play a song after this. I'll play a song. What's this yeah. one called? Well, this is one of the original songs that the uh, the lead character. It, we're based on. My writing partner's father okay. is the lead character, and he actually wrote four song these four songs that are in the movie back in the sixties and never recorded them. Oh wow! So these are original songs written uh, at the time that okay. uh, we we did demos of them and recorded them for the first time, and they're going to be uh, re- soundtrack re- of the movie. Yeah. Okay. And the one that you probably will end up playing is uh, "Not Go Back." Not go back. Not go back. And I sing bass on it. Of course you do. <laughs> you with the big dick. You guys are going to sing bass. Did you, uh, I hate to circle back because I'm fascinated by your, your violent altercations with celebrities. Um, <laughs> anyone else you, you clash with in any festive fashion? Or are you just like a fun-loving, peace, peaceable guy? You know, not really. I mean, like I say, I'm not confrontational about right. my politics. I don't, you know, if somebody asks me, of course, I'll you say what on, I think. Right, but, right, you know. right. And then I put the kibosh on it because I can't go down that route. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, see? See, that's what I mean. You, yeah. You'll start swinging. Yeah. <laughs> well, not swinging, but it's also like I find that I I just I don't like when people argue politics because I feel like it's it's a waste of time. It's pointless. No one's changing anyone's mind. Exactly. That's why I don't do it. it's just people talk over each other. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I... And really, yeah. I don't care what they think. I, d- I don't well, want to yeah. hear... You know, it's like... Yeah, I, you don't really care. I don't really care what they think because I, I know wish... I understand where they're coming from. Right. But I don't... Yeah, well, at least you it, understand so. where people are coming from. Yeah. I find that if sometimes if people have perspective and they can see where the other side's coming from, there's more understanding, there's more tolerance. I'm not saying tolerate bad shit. I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. But it's also like, don't blindly, you know what I mean, bark like... To, Go from cover place to compassion and then judge. Yeah. I'm a compassionate judger. Is yeah. that an oxymoron? <laughs> right. I judge like you're a piece of shit, but I say it with compassion. Well, there's a difference in judgment where you condemn somebody else publicly and say this person is this, and a, and a sort of judgment where you go, I don't really want to, you know, go down that road. Yeah. 
Well, that's not judgment. That's just like, I just don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to hear the nonsense you're going to spout out of your mouth. Right. You like how I did that? Yes. Like a little passive aggressive there? Basically, it's, yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot, and I don't care what you think. Exactly. Now, let's just have some fun. fun. Let's talk now. <laughs> fucking telling me Trump's fucking brass. You don't ever fucking brash bullshit. Anyway. You know, you're, you're, you've got a really foul mouth I on do. You, I let it out, when, especially when I'm menstruating. Yeah. I let it, I'm just so salty right did now. Did anybody in the South ever tell you that you had a purdy mouth? Because <laughs> that, that's you got to watch out for that. Yeah, that's. Are you acting on anything now? I just finished a, a, a mini series that uh, it, we shot in Pittsburgh. Oh, that one! I love that one. Uh, <laughs> no, no, what was that one? I saw you in. I just saw you something no, recently. No, no, this is a new one. But you, uh, the Hot Zone. Did you watch the no. Hot Zone? No. What was it? You were in a conference room. Oh, man. Oh, was it uh, unbelievable? Yes. Yeah, I had a little With bit. Tony Collette. Yeah, I had a little part in that. I like that. I like that. Show. It was a good show. Well, you know what's crazy is you watch the whole show? Yes. The guy who wrote the gospel script with me yes. is the killer, is the no! rapist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's Playing my that shit, that is dark. Yeah. What's his name? Blake Ellis. Nice Jewish boy. No, yeah, he's, he's a Christian. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not to Blake. All the Jewish guys I meet are Josh, yeah. Josh, Jared, and Jacob. Well, he played Billy Wilder. He played a Jewish guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Billy Wilderwitz, and then he changed it to Wilder. So he played the rapist. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that actress, Kat, I think Kat Deaver is her name. Oh, she yeah, was yeah. in that fun movie that Olivia Wilde directed, The Two Girls in High School, whatever it's called. Yeah. She was great. She's great. So she's good. She was in Justified. Oh, was she? She did a season of Justified. Okay. Yeah. She's delightful. Yeah. She, I should love to have her on. She's really terrific. Yeah. And she yeah. can do funny, goofy, and do uh, drama. Yeah. Drama. Oh, she's terrific. Yeah. Um, well, I just saw her. Well, she's great and unbelievable. She's just, Yeah, no, that was a good I'll show. I bet she gets nominated for that. You think so? I, I hope so. I bet and so. I like Tony Collette, too. Some things I like, some things I'm like, calm your face down. But it depends on what mood I'm in. Yeah. I get my t- get tolerate that more. You know, right. the Aussies, they're great. I yeah. love all Australians. They're just nice people. Yeah. So you just did that. So you just finished something in Pittsburgh. What were you telling me? It was, it's the second season of a show called Manhunt. Oh, um, God. Which the first season was about the Unabomber. Okay. And so it, this show is, they take a real life fugitive situation okay. and do like 10 hours about it. Oh, jeez. So. What is this fascination with true crime, man? It's such a schadenfreude. People watch it. I, mean, I know, but I, what yeah. is it? Is it like, oh, we're so lucky we're not getting slaughtered, but there's this joy, the fact that it's entertainment. You know, I think it's that I think that people fantasize about being outlaws. I think people think have fantasies it? about I'm talking about like rape and, you know, like really dark shit and, and child children being murdered and tortured and Yeah, that's true. Like even the R. Kelly thing. You know, yeah. even the Michael Jackson thing. It's like, what is this pleasure? Not even ple- people go, I didn't enjoy it. I'm like, well, you're watching it for entertainment. So it's not just to be informed. Then go read about Rwanda if you want to be fucking informed. <laughs> R. Kelly, I have to watch six episodes about how women were kept yeah. prisoner or slaves. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I know. I can't explain that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's not like I don't watch bullshit, but I'm watching bullshit. I'm not watching something real that's dark and, and enjoying it. Right. You know what I mean? Scripted shit I'll watch that's dark. Right, yeah. Anyway. Well, this is some scripted dark shit. Shit? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So scripted dark shit, SDS. That's, that's my, <laughs> that should have an Emmy category in itself. But this one is about the same thing that the Clint Eastwood movie's about, the new one. There's a new Clint Eastwood movie? It's, it's called Richard Jewell, and it's about oh, the guy that did was... he direct it again? Is he still yeah. directed? Jesus Christ. It was about the guy who was falsely accused of the, uh, of the uh, Olympic bombing. Okay. In the 90s. Right. In, in Atlanta. Yeah. 
And our show is about the guy who actually did it. Oh, interesting. Uh, Double Eric, feature. Eric Rudolph. It's 10 hours about him. And oh, he, God. He, he tried to bomb that, and he bombed some other places, too. He bombed what, some, did, what do you play? I play the sheriff of Murphy, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> they stretch you. They yeah, stretch yeah. you, Nick. They really yeah. give you stuff to stretch. Yeah, I play the sheriff of North Carolina, Murphy, North Carolina, which is 50 miles from where I actually grew up. Which is oh wow, Cullowhee, North Carolina. I have a great career move for you. Yeah, start telling people you're British. Oh, yeah. They'll still give you all the southern parts. That's right. But you're acting proud. You know what I mean? You'll right. be lauded. That's right. Because I feel like everyone who's playing a, a tried and true South, seventh generation freaking mobile is from Oxford. Oh yeah. So I feel England. like if you do yeah. that, you'd be like, "Hello, my name is Nick Cersei, and I'm playing a sheriff in North Carolina." You yeah. know what I mean? And you'll be like, "Oh, okay." If I'd thought of that when I was younger, I it, might I'm have, telling you. Now I don't have the energy Broadway. to even fake that. I yeah, you're right. Enough. People know you now, right? They're like, oh, there's Nick. <laughs> I don't care enough now. Um, but I told him when I said I had to play, they wanted me to play somebody from Murphy, North Carolina. I said, oh, I'll, I'll try to dumb it down. But, no. Uh, we're a lot smarter over here in Cullaway, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's that rivalry. It's that fucking rivalry We with played Murphy. them in basketball. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I'm excited to see your new stuff, and I hope you raised money for the movie, as long as you give me a part in it. You bet. And I want to read the script first, make sure it's up to par. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do something that's just, uh, You should read the script. Okay, In fact, you can do what I do, and I'll tell you which part you'll play, and then you can only read that, because that's what I do. Do search on Adobe, (laughs) and just jump ahead. Why read all that other stuff that other people say? Who gives a damn? Noise. Not going to be on set anyway. I just want a double banger. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I want a, uh, what's the one, the single? It's just called a single? It's a, yeah, just a single trailer. A celebrity trailer. Single banger. Single banger. Triple axle. This is like masturbation, the single banger. Triple axle, single banger. (laughs) That's a good. And if you you bang anybody in a double banger, it's twice as good. I'm sure it is. And have a burger to boot. (laughs) Uh, Nick Searcy, you can email him uh, hate mail at nick at nicksearcy.com. That's right. Uh, I may cut, I may cut the Trump. We'll see. I'm going to go through it and be like, maybe we'll just cut the Trump stuff out (laughs) or we'll leave it in and you'll have to deal with the ramifications. I don't know. You're used to it. I can't be hated any more than I already No, you're probably right. Um, Walter Goggins, is his show going? Did that get picked up? I don't know. It was very sweet. I don't know. I saw the trailer. It looked sweet. He's like a single dad. He's dating now. Yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I don't will know. you uh, give Timothy Oliphant my number? I'll try. Will you? Okay. I, I, just coffee. I just want coffee. Is he married? We can text him right now. He's in England. But he's married. He is married. He has three children. Oh, fuck. He's in England right now doing a, doing a season of... Uh, Fargo. Oh wow! Okay. With Jack Houston. Oh wow! Who also who who plays Eric Rudolph in the thing that I was doing? Oh my God! Well, it's the same oh. six actors doing everything, huh? Yeah, except me. I'm just sitting at home because they go, "That's that Trump guy." We're yeah, not gonna, we're I not know. Gonna, no, no more work for Trumps. Trump Cersei. We don't want any Trump guys here. Ah, uh, well, just support Bernie. You're going to get lead <laughs> leads of a lifetime. I should. I should come out right now and go. I've seen the light. Yeah. I'm for Elizabeth Warren. Exactly. I would start working again, and then after the election, and then you'll Trump, get taxed, and when, then you won't make <laughs> yeah. do anything with the money you don't have. Right. <laughs> but at least you'll have good health care. <laughs> uh, folks, and uh, a 48% Linear, sales tax. 48%? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm just confused. I have to say one last thing before we wrap up here. Uh, Sweden, and you probably can't help me with this because you're not Swedish, but I know that Swedes have a very high tax. They also have a lot of good benefits. It's the, for a socialized country, they have, like, the college paid and the medical care. But don't they also commit a shitload of suicide? Aren't they all depressed? Is that just so they can't rectify the 
They get good health care, but it's dark all the time. So I feel yeah. like it, this would be being in L.A. would be good. If you get good health care, at least it's sunny and you won't be jumping off bridges. Right. And, into and a fjord. Sweden is really about the size of Vermont. You know, okay, so, so it's easy. You get 16 <laughs> people health care, yeah, right. and they're all just in, in yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I will be in Vancouver performing, folks, uh, as part of the Hutzpah Festival. Isn't that funny? It's called <laughs> the Hutzpah great. Festival. It, I thought it was... <laughs> it, well, that's right. It's Hutzpah <laughs> Festival, which just means you have, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, not sass. Not spark. What is, how do you translate chutzpah? I learned that in New York. Sassiness. It's sassiness, right? Yeah. Guts. Like spunk. S- spunk. No, but that moxie. 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 Got moxie. Okay. It's the moxie festival. November 13th and 14th uh, at uh, the Norman J. Rothstein Theater. Uh, so check that out. Uh, you can go to www.xraepod.com to get tickets. Stand by for Nick Searcy's new movie and support him and write him just nice, kind, compassionate letters and say you will see the light one day or you'll see the error of your ways. Or I love Trump, too. Or I love Trump, too, and <laughs> let's take over the world. I love you guys. This is Raylan. Thank you for coming, Nick Searcy. Oh, it's my pleasure. Always good to see you, Raylan. Oh, I love you, too. This is Raylan Casper-White signing off. Lost in sin and sorrow, looking for a place to hide. When my blessed Jesus came to me and sat down by my side, he said, Child, just leave your burdens and your sins down at the cross. I am safe since Jesus found me. Oh, praise God, I am not lost. I'll not go back, not go back to sin and sorrow. Not go back, not go back to Satan anymore. Not go back, not go back. I'll take tomorrow. Some sweet day I'll meet my Jesus on that shore. Jesus on that shore.